want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on iPod. I'm Dad. It is Friday. Welcome back. We are in the midst of March. We are um, we're in lamb territory at this point with the weather here in New York has finally settled down a little bit, dropping from actually climbing. I don't know. It's dropping in terms of how I keep my house. I feel like when it's when it's cold out, my house is like 75, it feels like, especially with the space heater next to me. Um, but then when it actually is 75, I'm like, oh, my God. Why isn't it 30 in here? It's got to get our priorities straight. I really don't understand that. But something that we do, something that's happening, and I'm not complaining. So hopefully you're not either. You're out there. You're enjoying yourself. You're having a good day. Uh, it is a good time of the year. If you have a chance, do me a favor. You found me on uh, maybe Spotify or Stitcher or any of that stuff that I bring up, all these podcast locations. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, all that stuff that you're supposed to do on the internet. Do that for me. Thank you. And uh, I will de- definitely appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors, tell your uh, compadres to check out Hi Pod, I'm Dad every Friday. Uh, also, check out the blog, HiBlogOmDad.com. I do blogs every Monday, every Wednesday, talking about my kids, talking about life, talking about all sorts of stuff that I do. So it's exciting. Yeah, I like doing this stuff. I like getting a chance to speak, getting a chance to tell you guys a little bit about what I have going on and um, relating a little bit. It's been a fun week. I like the end of the week and I like doing these podcasts because I have my kids. I have my kids. Um, you know, partial parts of the week now, ever since going through the divorce, getting everything together. So when I actually write the blog, sometimes I don't have my kids there. So I have to go based on memory, whereas opposed to before, something would happen and I'd immediately be like, I'm writing about that today. So now there's a little bit of a layoff, <laughs> process a little bit in my head. But the podcast, I am in the midst of dadding everybody right now. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, they were off at school today. But yeah, it's been cool. Been making some food, making my daughter do chores, making my son uh, Lucas do all sorts of things that we we're focusing on before, trying to get him uh, in shape, trying to get him to stay up uh, normal hours at this point. It was the first day he woke up kind of tired this morning. That was cute. He's so rarely tired because he's always jacked up. And if he's tired, he just goes to sleep. Then when he's just hanging out and tired, I just I take pictures like crazy. I'm like, look at you. What are you tired? And he's just, like staring at me like, what? You're so cute. Just pinching his cheeks. He can't run away because he's tired. So it all works out. So I really enjoyed having these kids here. I've enjoyed having them around me. I think one of the things about being a parent, because, you know, I've been talking to my daughter. My daughter's 12. And being 12, you know, sucks. I remember this. You remember this. We should all remember this. Being 12 was not fun. Being 12 was one of those ages where it was just like an awkwardness all the time. I don't know if she's going through that, but I try to tell myself she probably is. I try to put myself in her shoes when she's moody, when she's whatever, and try not to get too ahead of it. Because as a kid, the world, I don't know, it's weird. I think about this a lot. I get complimented a lot by people because I have a a pretty good memory of the earlier days of my life. That's something that I started when I was little. 
I remember. And I have memories dating back to birthday parties I shouldn't remember. Like I'm talking like, you know, prior to three years old, I have memories of things that I've brought up. And people are like, oh my God. And they're all true. I remember birthday parties I shouldn't remember. I remember people who lived in places that I moved from at an age so young I shouldn't remember. One of the reasons I remember a lot of things is I remember as a kid, whenever anything weird would happen, something that I didn't get, an explanation, a joke, some sort of adult interaction, I would tell myself, remember this. Don't forget this because one day you're going to grow up and you're going to understand what's happening. Whether it's something bad or good, you say that and people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, some of it was bad, but some of it was just weird uh, in terms of just like people that you meet and things that happen. So I dealt with these things. I remember weird stuff. And as a kid, you remember a lot of weird stuff. And I was thinking about this yesterday because, you know, sometimes I, I tell Olivia stuff and I'm telling her stories and I don't think she's listening to me. And then she is. And then all of a sudden I become self-conscious and I'm like, did I just tell her something that doesn't make any sense? Because you forget what kids know, what they don't know, especially when you delve into like you're talking politics, you're talking crazy stuff. You're just venting about the world. And I'm just, you know, watching her process it. I'm thinking, am I screwing this kid up right now? I guess we'll find out in like, you know, 10 years She'd be like, you did this to me. I'm like, sorry. I didn't realize that, that story was going to mess you up. Uh, and I've, I've joked about it too. The fact that, you know, I'll show her a movie or I'll tell her, you know, I remember one time I told her about John Wayne Gacy and she's in the back of the car and she's like, why would you tell me that? I'm like, sorry. She's like, I'm going to have nightmares now. She's told me many times. I'm going to have nightmares now if I put on a show that she thinks is too scary. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were a little punk. You know, it's going to call them out on that and see what they how they respond to it. So that's what, I, that's what I do. If you get called out, you just call them a punk and you move on from there. So that's what I did. But yeah, I mean, one of the things for me as an adult now, who was once a kid is I remember these moments. I remember these weird things that never made any sense. And a lot of them, I would tell myself, remember this one day you're going to grow up one day. You're going to understand what's happening. And a lot of these stories I grew up, I have no idea what they mean. None, zero. There's a few of them. Um, jokes were a big thing. When I was a kid, you would have friends tell you jokes that they heard, I guess, from adults and the jokes to them were funny and they'd laugh, you know, and if you didn't laugh at these jokes as a kid, you weren't cool. You didn't understand. You didn't get it. You didn't get what the joke was, you know, and I remember a lot of these jokes that these kids told. I grew up and they never made any sense. And I told myself, remember this joke one day, I'll get it. For example, I remember this kid in school told us a joke and he goes, um, Yo, you guys want to hear a joke? And it's like, you don't know where he heard it from. Maybe he heard it from his dad. Maybe he heard it from his uncle. He goes, yeah. Little boy, little girl walking through the forest, right? Little boy and little girl, they see these, these two animals doing it. You're like, okay. Now, we're talking like 10, 11 years old. Okay. You don't even know what doing it means. And then the, the little uh, little girl goes, what are they doing? The little boy goes, they're making pizza. And they go, okay. And then they keep walking, right? And they keep walking a little bit. And then the little girl turns to the little boy and she goes, Yo, you want to make some pizza? And he goes, okay. So then they start doing it. And then after an hour, the little girl goes, I think we better stop. I got mozzarella cheese coming out of my ears. That's a joke. That was a joke. And everyone laughed. The kid telling it fell on the floor laughing with it. I faked a laugh. You know, you're like 11. You're like, oh, it's crazy. It's about you and stuff. Uh, and I told myself, I said, remember that joke. Because one day you're going to understand that joke. And something's going to come out of your ears one day. I'm in my 40s. Nothing's come out of my ears. Nothing. Thank God. I don't I don't know what the hell that kid heard. I I've thought about it. I've tried to figure out a little. I'm like, maybe he meant I don't know. 
because nothing really rhymes with ears that would make sense. Rears? I don't know. What's the what's the word that he thought? I kind of get the mozzarella. I don't really get the mozzarella cheese either. That's kind of weird too. I don't. There's a lot of it I don't get about that joke. But that was the kind of thing that happens. You hear these things as a kid, and they shape who you become. And if you don't tell yourself, remember this, one day you'll figure it out, you might forget it. And you might go through life having some weird thing about ears. I don't know. That was a joke he told. But it was part of just like life, like just interacting with kids. Kids were the worst ones. You would go out. Another one I remember. I was in, God, I was in the mall, right? I was at a toy store. And they had... I don't even know what it was, some toy. I think, if I remember correctly, it was we were getting a toy for somebody's birthday party. So I found a toy that was for like a kid who was younger than me. And I picked it up and I went to call out to my mother who was there at the time. And I'm holding this toy and I walk down the aisle and I go, I go, mom, and I'm holding the toy up. And this big kid, I must have been, I don't know, eight, nine, whatever. This big kid standing behind me and he, points to me like that from behind to his friend and he goes say yo billy i think his name was billy he's like yo billy and he points to me he goes lucchese <laughs> and billy laughed and i'm like lucchese and i'm hearing them telling you like lucchese lucchese i'm like okay i don't know what that means so i just continued about my thing eventually i'm online now we're getting ready to check out and buy whatever the thing was. And they walk by me. And the big kid, as he walks by me, he goes, the boy wonder. And he walks out of the mall, out of the store, in the mall. That was like 30 years ago. I have no idea what the hell that means. Zero. Lucchese the boy wonder I was. I don't, don't understand it. Told myself I would understand it. I said, remember this. There's something you're not getting here about this story. One day you'll get the story. I don't get the story. Don't understand. I actually asked the kid, check this out, and this is how everything comes together, and this is how I remember these two stories. I asked the kid who told me the joke about the mozzarella cheese. And he goes, I don't know, man. Maybe like a Spanish curse word. That's what he told me. I just remember that. It was a Spanish curse word. And I grew up, and I'm like, I met Spanish people. I'm like, is Lucchese a thing? They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So Lucchese, the boy wonder. If you know what that means, have at it. I'm completely in the dark on it. There's a lot of stuff, man. And it's... You know, some of it was bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I think a lot of times kids who go through kind of rough childhoods, they remember a lot more, you know. Because you tell yourself, like, I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand why, you know, people are acting the way they are, people are being the way they are. One day I'll get it. One day I'll be the grown-up and I'll get it. So you force yourself to remember, but you end up retaining so many weird memories, you know. And it's funny too, because I run into people now that I haven't seen since like elementary school or high school. And I remember aspects of our relationship that imply to them that they're more important to me than they were. I'm like, oh yeah, we were in like fourth grade. Remember we did this thing and da, da, da. And they're like, you remember that? And it's like, well, I remember everything. It's not you. <laughs> Sorry. Don't mean to insult you, but it's not you at all. So I do remember a lot of stuff. Some had adults with it. Some had adults I didn't even know to it. The one thing I've always remembered from my childhood that involved a grown-up being completely whacked, one that I didn't know, one that I wasn't involved with, in, one wasn't my babysitter or a relative, any of that stuff. I was at a store called Service Merchandise, right? It was, uh, I don't know if they still have it. I don't know if it was a national thing. They used to have it over here. It used to be next to Toys R Us. You go into Service Merchandise and it was like there was two sections of it and you could go and there was um, uh, a section of like, you know, toys and like athletic goods and there was a, a section of like clothes. It was pretty much a department store. 
And there were two different signs. And I remember, you know, you would go there with like your grown up, as they say. And back in the day, man, you would just run away. They'd be like, All right, I'm gonna walk around, bye. And you run and you go and you play in the toys and you meet kids. And like, I do, I, we just hang out. And I ended up meeting this kid, I remember. And we're running through the store and we're doing stuff. I was, I was young. And we ended up by the uh, instruments. There was instruments at service merchandise. Service merchandise sold freaking everything, at least in my, my memory. Montgomery Ward? I don't know why that name is popping in my head too. Maybe they're the same thing. So we go in there and we're playing with these pianos. And as we're playing with this piano, the guy who works there comes in and we're like a keyboards, you know, we're kind of like kneeling down, playing with them, uh, playing music. And the guy who works there comes in with this old big guy with white hair. And the guy goes, um, he's like, oh, hey, kids, we just have to take a look at this real quick. And the guy that he's showing, the customer goes, all right, kids, get the hell out of here. Enough. Get out of here. Let the adults got to look enough of you playing. And we're like, kind of looked at him. He goes, yeah, find your father. Tell your fathers to come talk to me. My name is Bill Walker. Bill Walker. And the guy's screaming in the middle of service merchandise. His name, Bill Walker. And um, and yeah, nobody's dad was there. It was like it was a fatherless uh, outing. So there was no fights. I don't even think it would have made a difference anyway. I, I didn't change his name. So if Bill Walker from New York is listening to this and you're that Bill Walker, you're still alive, which would be surprising. Um, what the hell, Bill? What was that about? Never got that. It was it was shocking. It was, <laughs> it was like for a kid, it's shocking. And I think sometimes as grownups, we forget how shocking the world can be to kids because you hear something like this now, right? And I've, I've run into people and I've seen people have little tantrums in stores and, you know, at, at the supermarket checkout line. I got into a fight with a lady at post office over like masks like it's nuts people get crazy but when you're a kid you're not used to that you kind of think adults either they hold it together or most of them try to keep it together so as soon as you get one out in the wild who doesn't that stays in your head and bill walker remained in my head my whole life and i've always i remember as a kid wondering what happened to this guy that makes him like this this guy doesn't know if our our dads are like power lifters like what kind of you know, piano-sized service merchandise balls does this guy have to come up and be like, I'll fight all your fathers. And he was, like, old. As a kid, like, all old people look old when you're a kid, but he was old, old. Like, he was older than adults that I knew. So it was really strange. Uh, Don't know if he bought the piano. Don't know why he really cared about the piano. He was really into that thing. So, yeah. Bill, if you're out there, Long Island, that was you. Hook it up. Let's find out why. Uh, but that's life. And so I try to do that with my own daughter. Whenever I deal with her, whenever I interact with her, I remember that she's young. I remember that the world is new. I remember a lot of the things that make sense to us as grownups don't necessarily make sense to kids. You help them try to navigate the world. You help her try to make sense of things. I know she gets worried sometimes about like, you know, what a teacher is going to say or what the rule is at a school or something. They're not going to let me do this. They're going to let me do that. And I have to explain to her, well, they're not going to do this. They're not, you know, if your parent says you could do this, like that kind of stuff, you have to like really drill the point home. And sometimes I'm surprised, you know. Why don't you ask the teacher, you know, X, Y, Z? I'm not going to ask the teacher that. Why? Just ask the teacher. Just say, hey, excuse me. I was wondering if blah, 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 blah. I don't want to ask that. I don't ask her that. Why? And I can't fathom it. And then sometimes I got to go back in my head and be like, oh, because she's a kid and adults are weird. I get it. So I totally get it. The secret to life. Uh, Remember what you can. Remember being a kid. Try not to let it mess you up forever. And, uh, And let's find Bill Walker.
Now, I mentioned before I do the blog. I do it Monday. I do it Wednesday. Hi, blog. I'm dad.com. I've been doing that for, you know, just over, God, four years now, which is nuts. I remember, like, I really feel like I just started it. But yeah, it's been about four years, started in February of 2017. I love doing it, writing about my kids, writing about my daughter, my son. Uh, and I do it Monday and Wednesday. I, I originally used to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It got to be a little bit of an overkill. Monday, Wednesday. On Monday, I wrote one that was kind of a, an anthem to the, the parents out there, an ode to everybody who busts their butt. Said, nobody thanks you for parenting and probably never will. Uh, it sounds a little pessimistic. It's not really so pessimistic. It's the kind of article where if you are parenting so that one day you're going to get applause, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Your kids might applaud you. You might do a wonderful job, but you don't necessarily get the applause sometimes that you're waiting on. And that's not why you should do it. You should just do it because it's just what you do. I know even with my son, I have this great relationship with Lucas. And you know, when I see him, like we hang out, we have fun, he gets excited and all that stuff. But sometimes I'll pick him up from school. I went to pick him up a few days ago, and I was like all excited, like, Lucas, and I can't come to get him out. And he looks at me, and he wanted to take the bus, because he usually takes the bus if he doesn't come with me, so he wanted to go on the bus. So he took the teacher's hand and started walking to the bus. He's like, no, no, Lucas, you're going you to go with daddy. And he looks at me, and I'm like, and he like stares at me. Like, he doesn't want to go. And I went, do you want the iPad? And I made the iPad symbol, and he lets go of the teacher's hand, took my hand. And I'm like, that's great, buddy. Thanks. So yeah, the iPad has a little bit more pull now. The more days he's with me, like, it gets better and better. But there's definitely days like that. Olivia's like that too. Having the other day or, you know, I'm like, what are you doing up there? She's like, nothing. I'm like, why don't you come down? You know, she goes, why? I go, well, watch TV. And she goes, oh, that's how she texts me, man. Like two words. Oh, why? Who? And I said, look, you don't have to come down if you don't want to. So she didn't come down. I was like, I only want you to come down if you want to hang out with me. Nope, didn't come down. Uh, eventually, she did, but I had to like write to her again. I'd be like, you're really not coming down? So yeah, sometimes parenting can feel a little thankless, but it's about doing it because you you want to do it, doing it because you made the you know the responsibility, you created the, the child, it's your kid. Uh, and even if you didn't create the child, you're caring for the child, you're the caregiver, you give care, you don't take anything. So you just kind of accept it. Uh, it sounds like I'm lecturing and I'm not. I'm actually telling you, how to really get through life. Like, don't, I don't expect anything from anybody. I didn't expect anything from my son. I didn't expect anything from my daughter. I don't expect anything from anyone. Just is what it is. And that's funny because that bleeds into what I wrote about on Wednesday, uh, which is about Lucas. And it's my son, again, nonverbal, has autism, has special needs. The name of the blog was Special Needs Everyday Victories. And it was about how I had no expectations for my son when he was first diagnosed. And I think sometimes you say that it makes people uncomfortable. Because they want you to be like, when my boy was diagnosed, I knew that one day he would soar, soar to the sky. And that's not what happened. All anybody told me was bad stuff. In the very beginning, well, this might happen, that might happen, you might need this, the rest of his life. He's like two, and I'm hearing like doom and gloom at every turn. And you're preparing yourself for what he's not doing. And on top of it, this is the time period where he's not doing anything. He's not hitting his milestones, things I'm expecting. I'm going into it like every parent does. You have a checklist, you have a little you know, cork board, and you're waiting. Waiting for these things to happen. When's he going to walk? When's he going to talk? When's he going to crawl? When's he going to do his taxes? When's he going to do all this stuff? And when you have a baby who's delayed, you're not getting any of that. So we weren't seeing anything. You know, I think at one point, you know, he was like, he was like barely sitting up at one. I remember that was an issue. Like I had to like prop him up. He was cute. He was sweet. He smiled. He was a beautiful kid. But at that age, you don't really know the kid. Like we don't have a relationship really yet. We have a little bit. I hold him, you know, sing to him, that kind of stuff. But, you know, we don't, yeah hang out like we do now. So all you know is what he's not doing. So I went through that initially. 
And my expectations were on the floor. I said, this kid's not gonna be able to do anything. And what ends up happening was as time went on, he learned more and he learned more and he started doing more. So eventually he became who he is today. And you can't have expectations. You have to go into everything cold. You have to be happy with what you have. And I think to this day, if I was still waiting around for him to meet these milestones, he doesn't talk, he's nonverbal. You know, there's a lot of things he still doesn't do. He doesn't, he doesn't write, he doesn't color. He doesn't, you know, I mean, he uses utensils if you kind of make him use the utensils, but even that's a, a struggle to do, you know. He could turn some doorknobs, he could turn on some lights. There's things like that. But the things that he can do, the things that he's figured out how to do, the fact that he's compassionate, the fact that he says hello, like when he was young, if he wanted your attention, he would come over and grab your face and turn your face to him. And it's one of those things that's hard to kind of um, correct early on because we were so excited that he like wanted to interact with us at all. That if he pulls your face, you're just like, oh, what's up, buddy? You pulling my face? You know. But then they get older and people are like, your kid can't pull people's faces. And you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So we taught him. We worked on it. You know, he taps you on the shoulder. It's really cute. We taught him how to share and how to ask for things and how to use his iPad as his talking device. But these are all things that if you had asked me at the start of this journey, if they were important, I would have said no. I said, he has to walk. He has to talk. He has to you know, do all these different things that some he's done and some he hasn't. But at the end of the day, it's about the everyday victories. It's about the little things that you have to notice. And if you don't notice them, you're going to miss everything. So I made sure that I noticed them. And it's been, it's been a good journey. It's been a lot of fun. So I wrote that on Wednesday. Please check it out as well. I'm back, man. I do this stuff every Monday, every Wednesday. I'm doing the blog. Every Friday, I'm doing the podcast. Also, if you're just listening to this and you haven't heard yet, I am the content editor over at therichest.com. It's a website devoted to um, therichest.com. It is not just a clever nickname. It is the name of the the site. They talk about like money and, and how people spend it and how people make it. It's actually a really cool site. Something that back when I used to cover pro wrestling, I was very familiar with this site. So it's a major deal for me to have a chance to be an editor over there. I love it. I'm excited. So please check it out. Go over there. See some of my work. See some of the work of the, the great staff that we have. Uh, hopefully you like it. Also, if you're near Amazon, pick up the Expected Fathers Activity book. It is my book. It has been out since September. It is doing well. And I appreciate all of you guys who have taken the opportunity to, to pick one up. And all you guys who left a review too. If you listen to this, you know the show, you own the book, uh, leave a review. Let people know what you think of it. And, uh, and hopefully you can introduce somebody to, you know, the fun and activities involved in science because I really enjoyed writing it. Uh, that does it for me. I want to thank you guys for listening this week. I will be back next Friday with another podcast. Again, Monday, Wednesday on blogs. Till next time, James Gutman saying be well. Bye, pod. I'm done.